Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Well, welcome back to the Real Life Mentoring Podcast. Chris and Christina here. And today we're going to talk about some impressions we had of this movie called The Imitation Game. So however you watch movies, maybe you've seen it before. We recently watched it. And there's really some fabulous quotes. Now, we're not getting paid to advertise this movie. We're not saying like, we're not whatever we're not supposed to do with the movie. We're just saying we're, we're basing this on some impressions that we had from the movie, right? Is that right? Right, and this is interesting for me uh, as a mentor. I can watch a movie, a TV show, I can hear a song, I can have a conversation with a, a friend or some someone else, a stranger, and God will give me a thought or an idea about an aspect of mentoring. And so we're watching this movie and those quotes were said, we both thought, that's wow. really good. Yeah. Let's share that with uh, on, this, on the podcast with our audience. Um, we just see potential in a lot of areas. Okay, so the main character's name is Alan Turing. Um, and by the way, this is a true story, so I thought that was fascinating. But there was a, a set of dialogue that happened, and I don't know who the other person says, but they said, when people talk to each other, they never say what they mean. And then Alan Turing responds by saying, they say something else, and you're expected to just know what they mean. So then that led us to have this idea about deciphering a code and figuring out a puzzle should not be how relationships work. Yeah. So let's let's jump in. Well, can we talk about the movie just a little yeah. bit about what it is? Sure, you, sure, sure. Give sure. a snippet of what the movie is about. Yeah. It's World War II. Yep. The Germans have taken over and they are um, bombing England and other areas. And they the the. Uh, British government has brought in these these mathematicians, mathematicians, mathematicians yep. and scientists, and they want them to, to be able to decipher the codes uh-huh. that the German troops military are sending to one another. Right, and so they create this. These mathematicians create this. This is the nineteen like nineteen thirty nine, nineteen forty something mm-hmm, around that mm-hmm, that time period, yeah. and they create what we would call a computer back then. Right. And I mean, very intelligent men and women working on this project, and they learn how to decipher the codes from the Germans so they can let the uh, British military know this is their next plan of action. Right, right. And so, yeah, our thoughts from that were, gosh, that's a lot of work. If that's what's happening in a relationship, like, okay, they said they're fine, but let me interpret it. Let me Put it through my all my systems to go, I don't think they really are fine. What are they really mean? That's just too much work in a relationship. Not only is it too much work, it's, it's not healthy. Yeah. And you can only go so deep in a relationship if you're always trying to figure out what are you really trying to say. Uh, some of you are John Mayer fans. I love music, so I incorporate <laughs> music a lot in, in my life. But he has a song that basically says, say what you need to say. Yeah. Spit it out. Yeah. What are you really trying to say? Yeah. So this is a personal struggle, has been, let me rephrase that, has been a personal struggle with me because I, early on, was a people pleaser. And I wouldn't necessarily say what I wanted or needed to say. I would say things that I knew would be pleasing, not just to you, but, you know, at work or at church or wherever I was. So it sounds crude to call myself a big fat liar, but guess what? I was really kind of being a big fat liar. 
I wasn't no. really saying. I was, you know, what do you think about this? Oh, it's okay. What I wanted to say was, that's horrendous. I don't like that. But I didn't want to make whoever just asked me that question feel bad. Or I wanted them to think I was cool or I wanted them to like me. And so I'd go, oh, I love it, when I really didn't. That sounds harsh, but I think it's true. If a, a person is trying to be a people pleaser and they're not being honest about what they're saying, they are doing what then? Yeah, they're lying. Is it not lying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it on the surface, but it really is. And um, I actually think a people pleaser can be a dangerous um, person in some ways because at some point what they really feel and think is going to come out. Yeah. If the relationship, if they're close in a relationship, yeah. in a marriage, uh, a parent, whatever, mm-hmm. it will come out at some point and it won't be pretty usually. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we're just going to say we don't think that if you're a people pleaser and you're not really saying truthful things, it will impair. It has to impair a relationship. And we're not saying, well, you just need to tell the truth. Uh-uh. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, you need to tell the truth. But in a respectful way. In a respectful so way. when somebody says, hey, Christina, what do you think about this? And I go, you know, uh, it's not my favorite. But if you like it, that's a very honest, respectful answer. But I'm saying what I think. I'm not throwing somebody else under the bus or I can't believe you like that. That's ugly. I'm just being truthful. And truthful with respect is so much kinder than giving an answer that you really don't mean. I want to share share an example early on in marriage. (laughs) I knew one was coming. Now, when we talk about mentoring, let me back up for a moment. We, at some point, we want mentors to be able to speak into a mentee's life in the area. So we are physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, and professional or educational people. They all impact one another, all those areas. So for today, this would be an aspect of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you are, the things you say don't match how you really feel and what you think, Uh it's it's you're you're making it difficult for people who care about you to try to figure out the puzzle. What are you really trying to say? Right. Early on in our marriage, I remember, I would sense that there was some discord. <laughs> what a word! <laughs> what would, what would you call that? Discord, frustration, frustration, a bit of anger, anger. You, know, you disgust me. Whatever it be, you know, <laughs> I would sense some of that in the air. I'd say, Christina, are you are you okay? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I knew that you weren't. <laughs> Okay, well, we'd go to bed, mm-hmm. and I'd say, okay, anything you need to talk about before nope. I turn over and go to sleep? <laughs> I'm good. But I knew you that was not true, and my chest would be tight. I'd turn over and thinking, oh, that drives me crazy. <laughs> and I would almost doze off, and then you'd, you'd jump up and say, okay, well, I really want to tell you, this is how I feel. And I'm like, could you not have told me 10 minutes ago right, right, before right, right, I was right, almost right. asleep? <laughs> now, you may relate to us if that if. has happened in your marriage, and it probably has at some point. Right. But, you know, if that's you, if you if you can relate to me, like not wanting, I was so afraid to say, well, you know, when you did A, it made me feel like B, because that just was not part of my um, normal way of operating with people in conflict. Like, they're just going to let you have it and then whatever. So... I was just afraid to get a response out of you or from you, or maybe because if I did disagree, you had come back with, I don't know. I was just too afraid to share my true heart. Well, and that's another topic as well. If 
as the, the husband in this situation, if I did not receive what you said, well, if you were honest mm-hmm. and I didn't like it, and if I, you know, blew up, got angry, then that would cause you to what? Retreat even more? Yeah. And well, I, I better not be honest next time. And so both people are having to work on what's really going on here. Why is it such a puzzle to try to figure out what we're trying to say? Right. And not to be dramatic, but we are going to be dramatic. Sometimes if you are never telling the truth, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It really can be very dramatic. But share this Steve Trice. So example. Steve Trice is a, a friend of mine and uh, he wrote a, a small uh, book a few years ago and I think he calls it Friend Under Fire. I think that's the title of it. If, if you want a copy of it, I mean, it, it's available. But uh, he talks about uh, attending this large church, and there was this man who was a part of the church, and he remembers seeing him at different times. They weren't close, but he'd say, hey, how are you doing? And the guy would say, I'm good or I'm fine. And this went on for a while. Unfortunately, this, this man, he was a chiropractor in our state, and uh, he was in a... Uh, an accident, his car, the engine blew up, and the car caught on fire. He was unable to get out in time, and his hands were burned uh, very severely where he had to have them amputated. Mm. But later they were able to um, do transplants, which sounds bizarre in itself. Hand transplants. Hand transplant. Mm -hmm. They never worked like they they had mm. hoped they would. And yeah. here he was, a chiropractor. A mm-hmm. chiropractor needs his or her hands. Sure. So not only did he have that tragedy physically, but mentally, emotionally, all these things were going on. He loses his career. I don't know all that it entailed, but it mm-hmm. was horrible. Yeah. And this man is the one that would say, I'm okay. Yeah. Now, he wasn't purposely being dishonest, no. I don't believe. Yeah. He was just trying to get through life. Yeah. I've done that before. Chris, sure. how are you doing? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, uh, I'm struggling or I'm frustrated. If someone would take the initiative and pull out, pull this conversation out of me, yeah. I would have more of a chance of being honest with you. Right. So this guy takes his life at some point and mm-hmm. commits suicide. Guys, that is serious business. That is, it makes me ill in my, in my soul yeah. when it gets to that point where just say what you need to say. Like what happened in his life that he felt like he couldn't? Well, and it's twofold because we, we, like me, (laughs) recovering people pleasers, uh, we feel like we need to speak in code so we won't get hurt. Um, But authentic people really need to be code breakers, right? So those people who would have asked that man, how are you doing? I'm fine. Really? What does fine look like for you? What a great question. Or, um, yeah. Well, years ago, I would ask, and I still do this. I'd mm-hmm. ask a guy, um, how are you doing? I'd pause, and I'd say, really? Yeah. How are you now, really I didn't do this did? with the guy on the street that I sure. didn't know. But these are men that I had a bit of a relationship with or a, a good relationship with uh, of some depth. And one guy, this was when we were living in Austria, he looked at me and said, wow, you really want to know, don't you? I said, mm-hmm. I do. How are you doing? Sometimes we need to say, you know what? You may not be able to tell me right now. Can we schedule a coffee? Yeah. And let's really talk and tell me how you're really doing. And I'm a safe place. Guys, a mentor needs to be a safe place. Needs to be a place where that person can really talk about how they're doing. Um, that's that's good. I want to go on to our second point for, because we could talk and talk and talk sure. and talk and talk and talk. But so the first impression we got from this movie was the whole thing about speaking in code, being a decipher 
of, of the codes that we speak and just remedy that by, by being authentic and honest. But I want to read another quote from this movie. Sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of who do the things no one can imagine. Ooh, I love that. That's a great statement. I love that. For a mentor, can I share something? Yes, because I have something to share too. Okay. But go ahead. No, honestly, as, as a mentor, I want to be able to see potential in that mentee, maybe something he or she can't see in themselves yet. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't imagine you doing that. I can't imagine you, you doing that. Guys, I started out as a young boy in the first grade with a speech impediment. I ended up getting a communications degree. I can't even say that. I ended up getting a communications <laughs> degree. So we have to laugh at ourselves, yeah. don't we? And I speak for a living, basically. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, whoever would have seen me back then may have thought, well, he's never going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to wrap up with this great story. So everybody probably knows who Billy Graham is. He grew up during the Great Depression. He um, was from North Carolina. He, he grew up on a, a dairy farm. And as a teenager, um, this is just taken right out of his biography. It says that he grudgingly attended church with his family, um, but he was restless. He was resentful. He had absolutely no desire in following his family's path of, of, of being a Christian. But anyway, there was a, um, a prayer meeting that his father and some other leaders in that tiny little um, dairy community that gathered it said it was in may of 1934 and one man had the audacity to pray that out of charlotte the lord would raise up someone to preach preach the gospel to the ends of the earth and that someone happened to be billy graham nobody would have looked at him (laughs) before that and went wow this guy is going to do some great things but it's the very people i love that quote the very thing uh, people that we don't expect anything out of that end up doing the great things. Do you have something short to add? Well, I I do. And people are in this situation um, many times, and they're not sure what to do with it. This may be happening on the job. You may be a part of a team, uh, part of a staff, where you really are not allowed to to be honest about how you feel, Mm -hmm. or you might lose your job, Mm -hmm. or you might be demoted. And so it's, it's using wisdom. Who do I share this with? When do I be? When do I keep my mouth shut? Basically, um, I was on staff at a church many years ago, and the um, it was nice working with uh, the staff as a whole. But our leader, he was a controller, and I remember going into a staff meeting and feeling the pressure and the stress that you you knew. You better say the right thing. You better have the right answers. You better have these things in a row. Um, you just could not quite be yourself. That was stressful. And it gives me respect and compassion for people today. People go to work every Monday morning, and many of those people are in a situation where they cannot just truly be themselves and be honest. Right. So that goes back to learning to how to speak in a code, right? Do we want to speak in a code? No, but I'm saying in that situation, that's how you felt. You felt oh, like... yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was my point. Yeah, it is. And so being wise who you actually... Express yourself to uh, on the job, 
and uh, other aspects of life is important. So good. Well, else? as we as we wrap up, I want to read that quote again, and maybe this is you. And so we would just encourage you to believe <laughs> that all things are possible. Um, sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of who do the things no one can imagine. Uh, dare to dream. What are the the thoughts that um, you have in your head? Do those things. Be the person who uh, turns out to be the one who does the things nobody thought impossible or thought possible. So, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Real Life Podcast. Mm-hmm.